Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and this week I am joined by a very special guest. I have Lauren from the Blessed Buzz with me. How are you? Good, Jenna. How are you doing today? Good. I'm so thankful for you taking the time to do this and coming on. Oh, I my so appreciate it. so cool for me to do this. So awesome. Awesome. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your life with Jesus is like? Sure. So, um, hi everybody. My name is Lauren and I'm a native Long Islander. Proud of it. Best bagels ever. Um, (laughs) so I am the youngest of two. Uh, my mom and dad, we, they have two girls. So, um, my older sister is my best friend. Um, so we were always really close growing up and, um, I just have had such a happy childhood and life living here on Long Island. Um, and so my parents really instilled in us a love of our faith and a love of our, um, our, our God. And I've had the fortunate privilege of attending Catholic school all the way from the beginning until, uh, my bachelor's degree, which is great. And so being, um, being in that environment and being educated with, with God at every point has really been such a gift, um, Mm. and one that I cherish. And so as an adult now, you know, it's, it's becoming, I think that my faith is really becoming more of a relationship rather than, um, rather than just, you know, a distinct part of my life that I, I knew was important, but now it's really deepened into a beautiful, um, relationship with God. And so I'm super involved with my diocese young adult group which is great. Um, so if you're not part of a community that you feel um, you're with kindred spirits, I highly recommend seeing if your diocese or a neighboring diocese has a young adult group. Um, Cause I really found fellowship and community there and um, it's been great, but a little bit about the blessed buzz. So um, how Jen and I sort of found each other. Uh, I have a faith-based positivity blog called blessed buzz and it was inspired. I was inspired um, through par- prayer and a lot of, you know, discernment in how I could use my gift of writing and being a hype woman um, <laughs> to <laughs> encourage people and make social media a little bit more of a positive place to be. And so, um, I started this account um, about a little over a year ago, and. It was uh, the founding day is October 1st, which is St. Teresa Lissi's feast day, who's yes. a sisterness of mine, which I freaked out when I found out the name of this podcast. So yes. it's all coming together here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Her Instagram's amazing. I will link it um, and she'll talk about it at the end too, but um, mm-hmm. 
I'll link to that in the show description. It's it's exactly what you said, like uplifting and and um, yeah, that's like source of positivity that you need, I think, to see like in your social media feed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks. Um, shall we jump into the readings for the week? Sounds good. Okay. So the first reading is Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4a. Yeah. Okay. So reading from Genesis, the Lord said to Abram, go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. Abram went as the Lord directed him. Any part of that that's like sticks out to you as you're reading it? I think, you know, and just, you know, knowing that it's Genesis and knowing that it's really the beginning of the beginning. Um, I think that this is really just the, you know, the first, one of the first promises, the first covenants, um, that God makes and that we see. And so, you know, I think when we're, when we're talking about the roots of our faith and the Jewish roots of our faith, I think it's so important to, you know, continue to look at our Jewish brothers and sisters in this way that we really had the same origin point. We had this, we have this such a rich familial legacy together. And so I think that whenever I read Genesis or the beginnings of the Bible, especially with Abram, then later on Abraham, you know, I think that that's really what I always think of first. And so thinking about how God created such a nation and such a community of faith, um, unfortunately, um, some, some divisions occurred and we all know the history there, but really thinking about how many believers there are in that God that made that promise to Abram. I think that that's the most Mm. beautiful part of this. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I so agree with you. I love, I have such a heart for the, like the Jewish faith and, um, and like studying that and, and anti-Semitism and, and like all of that. Mm -hmm. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you. Um, cause it's so true. Like we are, we all worship the same God, you know, Mm -hmm. and we are, we owe ev- we owe everything you know prior to Jesus to to Judaism and to the Jewish you know the Israelites the Jewish people yeah yeah I mean talk about a persecuted people all through history but even right. so something too um, that I, it always sticks out to me because it's the same words every year if um, you go to the the Triduum during Holy Week and getting up until that Easter time. Um, one of the prayers that's prayed on Good Friday is, you know, um, to, for the Jewish people who heard God's word first. And I love that we honor that, honor them in that way. And um, the Jewish roots, I mean, that's really, that's really where it all began. So for sure. Yes. Yeah. Amen. The wording of that is, is very excellent. Yeah, yeah. I so agreed. Totally. Um, 
I love when you were reading it, the first verse, go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show to you. That made me like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. And like, I don't Mm. think I've ever really pondered the fear that Abram experienced or might have experienced like in this moment when God asks him to go forth and to leave behind everything he knows. Usually when I think of Abram, I think of, you know, just that covenant and then like him with, with Isaac, but to really ponder this moment and think about like, what you want me to just like leave everything behind to a land that I will show you like what land is it's so much unknown that he's being asked to to step into here mm-hmm. um I don't know that just really struck me as you were reading it this time yeah and it's it, it's that real leap of faith you know um mm-hmm. and I think something um something that I've gotten to do I've read this book it's called um you are the girl for the job and um the, the name of the author escapes me, but I can definitely send it to you after so you can link it for everybody. But yeah. it's a really uplifting book. It's written from a Christian perspective. Um, our, our Christian brothers and sisters are super in, ta- in touch with scripture and they know it so well. And so there's a lot of parallels there. And so talking about how all throughout the Bible, this book shows us that, you know, people are put in these sort of situations and God asks them and calls them to do these specific things because they're the specific person that he wants to do that thing. So mm-hmm. it's having that faith and going forth. And that's such a great point, Jenna, because I didn't even really, that didn't even really stick out to me, but you know, that is really the beginning of the leap of faith in which God said, if you do this, Abram, then this will happen. So right. if, Abram didn't do it, then who knows where we'd be. So yeah, so true. Amen. All right, great. Shall we go into the second reading? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so the second reading is from the second letter to Timothy, chapter one, verse 8b through verse 10. Beloved, bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design. And the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now made manifest through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Any thoughts? Yeah, well, I just, I absolutely love St. Paul's letters, um, especially to Timothy, because I think you can really tell how encouraging um, the words are in those letters to Timothy. And I think it's because Timothy was young and he, you know, and Paul was a little bit older. St. Paul was a little bit older. And I love the tenderness and the conviction that those letters hold. So those are Two of my very favorite books in the Bible are to Timothy. So that's just that's number fabulous. one. Um, and number two, I think that, you know, it's kind of just St. Paul saying, you know, keep the faith. You know, you're going to be bearing this hardship for the gospel. You're going to 
have the days where it's going to be hard to defend this faith, but just to keep, um, take that leap of faith, like we heard in our first reading, um, just to keep the, the leap of faith and saying, standing firm in the faith and fighting a good fight and um, know what the truth is and that, you know, Jesus destroyed death and it's bringing light through these gospels. So I think that, again, we see a, a call for a leap of faith and to stand firm and, you know, go forth and be strong in that. And so I think that it's kind of a nice encouraging uh, couple of verses here. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. And I love this letter too. Um, the line that really struck me was, um, he saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according Mm -hmm. to his own design. Mm -hmm. So like the idea that, um, nothing that I do or try to do, like my life, Jesus has designed my life for me, you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that I'm like a robot or a puppet on a string, but that he has designed it, um, you know, perfectly. And so I just got to follow the design. You know what I mean? I can't like earn this grace. Um, we can't earn this salvation. We just have to abide by, you know, what he's called us to and the design that he's laid out for us. I just think that's a really nice way of wording it. Definitely. And I think even going a step further there, um, you know, he saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design. I think that sometimes, especially when we're, you know, raised in the faith or um, maybe we work in some area of the church or in a Catholic school or in some sort of Catholic environment, those works we feel, you know, well, I do X, Y, and Z, so that makes me holy. Mm. But, you know, where does that, you know, we're called to live this holy life, but is it coming from your heart and from a genuine place? And is it coming from, you know, a faith that you are looking at as a relationship with God and that you're constantly feeding and um, nurturing that relationship? Or is it, you know, you're doing it for the the um, the pat on the back from others, or you know, um, are you getting that glory per se, rather than get having God receive the glory of what you do? So I think that that too is a different way to look at it, but um, definitely um, apparent in this one. Oh, you just struck right right to my soul, girl. <laughs> right to me. Um, yeah, cause I do, I'm a, I teach, excuse me, and I run retreats and like, yeah, I was just at a meeting tonight and I was like, uh, this is such like in my mind, I'm like, this is such a thankless job. Like mm. no one would want to do this job. This is so hard. Like, woe is me as I constantly am. But what you're saying is so right. Like, mm. why am I doing this? Like, what's, Am, am I doing it just for other people to give me glory or a pat on the back? Or am I, you know, trying to do what Christ has actually called me to do? Yeah. You yeah. just dropped a pierce, <laughs> pierce my soul. And yeah, you know, I mean, we have to really thank the people that do what you do and that are out there again, fighting that good fight and doing that such important work because they are the church, you know? And so I think that, 
it's so important to, you know, check in on those, those people that, you know, are working in those types of positions, um, and make sure, you know, do you need a break? Like, do you want to go on a retreat? Do you want to have a retreat day? What is going to help you in your, in your work and in your vocation and your fiat, you know? And I think that, I mean, I, one of my best friends is a nurse and I always, I, that's a pretty thankless job as well. And oh my gosh, yeah. all that kind of, all kinds of stuff, both inside and outside the body. And so I think that, um, you know, after a while you can kind of become callous, you can become, you know, jaded towards whatever it is and it can just lose its meaning. But I think any position, any job, um, it's important to take a step back and, you know, refocus and retreat and do that. But especially when you work in the church, because it's such an important weighted topic. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yes. Check Check in on your loved ones. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, check in. (laughs) Check in. Amen. All right. Shall we go on to the gospel? Yes. Okay. The gospel this week is Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 to 9. Okay. So from Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them, Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the transfiguration. <laughs> How come? What's what's your drive to work? I with? <laughs> I was just talking about this with my students today because we're studi- we just started studying the Trinity, mm-hmm. and this is one of the rare occurrences in the Gospel where all three people of the Trinity. like manifest simultaneously so the sun Mm -hmm. is there the holy spirit in the form of the bright cloud and then we we audibly hear the voice of the of the father which is so rare and really only happens also at um jesus's baptism yes yeah yeah so i i love that about it and i also love um I love considering this reading from the point of view of the apostles. Like, mm. what in the world must have been going through their minds? And like, Jesus wants to go wants to go on a walk with them up a mountain. Um, and like, I was just listening to this other podcast about the Transfiguration, and um, it's a 
priest. It's called the Beach Catholic Podcast. It's really good. And he puts his homilies up. And he was saying, like, so this priest had been to the Holy Land, and he went to um, Mount Tabor, mm-hmm. where this, you know, allegedly happened. And he said, like, our, our tour bus couldn't get up the mountain because it was so windy. We had to get on, like, little buses and then take it up up to the top. And he was like, I cannot imagine any human being walking up that mountain, like, on foot. So for Jesus to say to his apostles, like, hey, guys, let's go take a walk up this mountain. <laughs> they probably looked at this mountain. They were like, heck no, man. Like, it's what are you talking about? It's so high. And it that makes me wonder. He takes Peter, James, and John. But did he invite the other ones? And then they were like, no, we're good. It's too high. Like, we're just going to sit down. Like, I don't know. Or maybe he just did invite these three. But to be led up this high mountain and then see this happen, it's like, well, yeah, duh, this is, like, totally worth it. Um, But then to also be the other apostles that miss out on this like incredible moment obviously kind of stinks for them yeah I definitely think you know because it's always these three it's Peter James and John um and so I think that you know that's I think we can kind of I mean I've never thought of it that way like did Jesus invite the other apostles and it was just these three that showed but I also think it's kind of we get to see because it's always those three I feel like we get to see Jesus's humanity there and that you know he was probably just genuinely close with these three like he Mm -hmm. really got along with them on like a real deeper level they were his best friends and so I think um he loved all of them obviously but I think that these three in particular he wanted to show and expose his divinity earlier um in that way in that glorious sort of way um what I love about this and you kind of touched upon it with with the baptism of Jesus. Um, something that I've been super hyper hyper aware of since I started um, praying the rosary. I did the fifty four day rosary novena. <gasps> yes. Yeah, and so I wasn't really. I mean, I pr- I grew up praying the rosary with my family, but I never said it alone because. I just did not have the attention span, which sounds terrible, but I would have always like, all right, like, I don't really get it. But then I did this novena with some friends and it really just kind of instilled a real love of the rosary. Um, And so when I pray the luminous mysteries, I just, I'm so grateful that um, Pope John Paul II added those mysteries in because I feel like they're, they were a real missing piece to the, the rosary puzzle that just weren't there because we get to see what Jesus was like, um, you know, while he was living his ministry out. And so with the baptism and with the transfiguration, those are two huge events that occurred. And I know they are a mystery. We don't really, you know, having a cloud above say like, this is my son who I'm well pleased, you know, it's just, it's incredible to envision it in your mind and wonder what it was like. And, you know, it also kind of makes you think like, well, imagine if I was 
you know, doing something. And then all of a sudden the cloud opened and God said about you, like, this is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son. I'm really well pleased with you. And so I think just to think of it that way too, it's just so cool. Um, but yeah, the luminous mysteries too have just kind of become a, I'm just hyper aware of it and just the experience of it. And so whenever now I think of these big events that are mysteries of the rosary, reading them in the scripture becomes a little bit more special too. So, yes, yes. I, that's so true. And that novena is amazing. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. It's hard, um, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love what you said about um about the apostles like um I'm just lost my train of thought but the fact that like how must I don't know how much how must this have hit them like when they do hear this voice open and God say this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased listen to him I'm so I don't know that word that phrase listen to him it's like, well, of course we're going to listen to him. Like we, we, you know, we, we've followed him around, you know, for however long, two years, three years and, um, climbed up this mountain for climbed him. up this mountain for him. Right. <laughs> but then also thinking about Peter and, you know, what's going to happen with him and his, um, denying Jesus, um, mm you know, listen to him is a, is a very fair warning from God, the father, because Peter does not. Mm. Um, and I love this tender moment of Jesus where, um, you know, they fall down because they're afraid, obviously. And Jesus comes and touches them. I loved that. It says Jesus came and touched them Mm. saying rise and do not be afraid. Um, just such a cool moment. And then when they open their eyes, it's just Jesus by himself. So like, it's just so cool to see those two natures of Jesus, right? One after the other, you know, the divine and the human and Jesus revealing his truest, his true self to them. But then also saying, but I'm still your, you know, I'm still just your friend. I'm still your, your buddy. Yeah. I think too, you know, St. Peter, we, St. Peter, I think is like the most lovable saint because he's just, he tries so hard and just, you know, he makes mistakes and then is like so willing to admit that he made mistakes in faith. And, mm. you know, Jesus still chosen to be the rock of the church and everything. But I think, you know, now that I'm reading this again, you know, when he says, you know, Lord, it's good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, you know. But Jesus kind of wants Peter to not be busy and to just look at him and adore what is what what who he is, what is happening. He's exposing this divine image to Peter and James and John. And I think this happens a lot. I think when we go to adoration, Um, you know, I think you get there you genuflect, you get in your pew and you just, you want to say your divine mercy. You want to say all these things, but sometimes it's just, you have to just sit and be and adore and say, you know, like I'm here, like 
I'm, I'm here to just look at you and gaze upon you. And I think it's so easy to kind of say like, all right, let me serve you. Let me serve you. It's the Martha Mary complex, you know, like it's all Jesus wants is our time and our hearts and our, you know, devotion. And so I think that although saying those prayers is such a beautiful way to, you know, spend time in front of the Eucharist and to do that. But I think just to take it in sometimes and just to be, we don't always have to be so busy and we don't have to be, you know, pitching a tent like Peter wanted to, you know, I think that we, we can relax and we can just be and just adore. So I think that that is definitely something that we should take into our prayer lives as well. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Everything you just said. Yes. Yeah. I, I struggle with, with stillness and prayer a lot. It's something I've really been trying to work on. Cause I, I do the same thing. Like I go into adoration with like, I don't know, like a stack of books, like my journal and my Bible and I got my rosary and I have like my planned activities, but like, yeah, just to stop being busy for a moment and just like adore his face. You know what I mean? Just look at the beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love, I love that. I love that you said that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. This is, this has been so great. Um, so reflecting on these readings for the week, you know, for the second Sunday of Lent, is there a challenge that you can kind of take away from these readings for us to kind of go forth with this week? I think that, you know, in terms of the challenge, I would say, and just kind of going in order here, don't be afraid to take the, the leap of faith, you know, Maybe it's trying to go to adoration for the first time in a while, or maybe it's to go to confession and just bear it out and get your sins out and get your sins forgiven. Um, Maybe it's praying a decade of the rosary after not really knowing how and you want to learn how, Um, reading scripture more, whatever that leap of faith is, um, and knowing that if you stand firm in that and you take the time to adore Jesus in the way, you know, Peter, James, and John, you know, they were kind of afraid to do that in the form of the transfiguration. But if you take the time to do that in, you know, your Lenten journey, I think that you'll see the fruits and the promises that God makes um, be fulfilled in your life. And I think that you'll be able to, go forth and be even stronger in faith through, through Lent and Lent's the perfect time to, you know, try that leap of faith and to start anew and, you know, maybe repent for some things that you've been messing up on and, you know, come up with an action plan, even though it might be the, you know, couple weeks into Lent, um, it's never too late to start and to take that leap. So, just take the leap, stand firm in faith, and adore. I think that's really the big takeaway challenge. Oh, that was perfect. Yes. Amen. Thank you. It's so true. It's the, it's never too late to start when it comes to Lent. Um, don't think if you don't get the full 40 days, like, you can't commit to something. You can. Yeah. You can. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Lauren, <laughs> where can we, um, like, connect with you and find your 
your stuff? Sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram at the blessed buzz. Um, I'm on Instagram mostly. I do have a WordPress, which is linked in the bio of Instagram, um, which that's a whole long uh, handle. So that's okay. I'll find it. Yeah, it's just in the just in the uh, in my bio. But yeah, I'm super active on my account, and I'd love to. I love getting messages and just talking with everybody. So feel free to connect with me there. Um, and um, yeah, that's really where I'm at. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I so appreciate it. Of course, this was an honor and I love getting to talk with you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out a shower of roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.